that. There's a word from the Lord this morning as we continue our theme for the year that God gave us, a year to consecrate, to elevate, and to celebrate. We, as God has challenged us in this first part of the year of 2023, God asks us to, to, to think, pray, focus on the consecration part. Very special thank you to those who've organized 60 days of prayer and consecration. 60 days in the Memorial Chapel, which is the original sanctuary that was built, first sanctuary built on this campus. For 60 days, we're praying. We are sharing God's word. To all of the ministers, I'm so proud of all of you who've spoken. To those of you who've not yet been, we encourage you to come. Amen. We will have a service today at 6. Amen. Up until March 1st. But this is the first series in which the Lord said as we consecrate ourselves, we need to understand the greatest example we have ever had was Jesus. And so on Sunday mornings, we are sharing with you from a series entitled, Do What Jesus Did. On Tuesday nights, we're sharing a Bible teaching entitled, Remember What Jesus Did said and here's what the Lord said to me if we can do what he did and remember what he said God said I'll bless you throughout this whole year amen somebody this is the third message in this series to do what Jesus did a text for today's message is Luke chapter 4 verses 1 and 2 New Living Translation listen to what the text says. Verse 1. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. The New King James says, into the wilderness. Verse 2 says, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and he became very hungry we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word subject for this message is found in that last clause of verse 1 he was led by the spirit in the wilderness subject for this third message of the series the series once again is entitled do what Jesus did. Subject for this message, look at someone beside you, behind you, or in front of you. Simply say to them, survive the wilderness. I'm going to tell somebody, survive the wilderness. Clap your hands, take your seat. Survive the wilderness because it's coming. Amen. Somebody say, Pastor Jackson, it is already here. Amen. <laughs> then look back at somebody and say, survive. 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 Listen, on last week, in what was our second message of this series, to do what Jesus did, we spoke to you of how Jesus began 
what was his public ministry that only lasts three years by embracing the process. <laughs> we put out all over social media, we, we said emphatically all last week, embrace the process. Look at someone and say, embrace the process. This was done by Jesus when he, although he had committed no sin, insisted that his cousin John baptize him in the Jordan River because Jesus knew that this was a process that God had set up that would lead to redemption. This would be a process that would ultimately uh, include him dying on a cross between two thieves, giving up the ghost. He knew it, yet he embraced what God was doing. Now, when we spoke last week, when we speak now even of embracing the process, we are referring to, as we said to you on last week, we are referring to having faith. Please don't miss this. Having faith in what God has prepared for us to go through. Somebody please say go through. What God has prepared for us to go through so that he may be able to use us in the ways that he has planned. He said to you, if you want to be used by God, expect to go through something. There's a cost for your anointing. Amen. You want to be blessed by God? Expect to go through something. That was last week as we talked about embracing the process. And now this third week and this third message of this series, we would like to discuss what happened to Jesus next. What happened to Jesus after he embraced the process. What happened to Jesus after his baptism. How he survived 40 days in the wilderness. <laughs> How he led into the wilderness but came out all right. <laughs> We're going to deal with that. When we are referring to this, this, this time in Jesus' life as his wilderness experience. Now for the purpose of this message, when we speak of a wilderness experience, here is what we are talking about. We are speaking of those times in our lives when the enemy tempts us whew, to walk away from God's plan for our life as we question our faith. Leave that right there. Somebody said wilderness experience. Those times in our lives when it gets tough and the enemy is all in our ear. Whew. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All in our head. <laughs> Trying to convince us that God no longer has a purpose for us. 
trying to convince us because our physical condition may have changed, the anointing in our life is no longer the same, trying to convince us that perhaps since we're a little older, we are sicker, or we, 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 we've been through some things, we've made some mistakes in our life, that God is through with us, trying to convince us to walk away from God's plan, or God's purpose for our lives as we question our faith. The truth is, may I preach this? The truth is, all of us at some point have or will find ourselves going through this kind of experience. I want you to hear me. It doesn't matter if you are, as Mother Jackson is, 88 years old and, and been saved for a long time, 60 plus years. She goes through it. The newest convert who gave their life to the Lord last Sunday, they go through it. Doesn't matter who we are. It is not a matter of if we would have a wilderness experience. It is when we have it. For no one, somebody help me say no one, is exempt from their wilderness experiences. No, not even Jesus Hear me, church. No one is exempt. Just because you've got a little gift, <laughs> just because you've got a little touch of the anointing, <laughs> just, just because uh, you can motivate folk, <laughs> just, just because God has called you out to be something, don't you think you're going to bypass the wilderness? There are no wilderness bypasses on God's supernatural highway. Got to go through it. Y'all help me tell somebody you got to go through it. So I need you to condition your mind. Condition your heart. This is not going to be an easy journey. There will be some times where I will wake up and the devil will be pounding me. There will be times in which I feel like I can't go on. Woo, but I hold on to the faith. Ah, I preached the funeral Friday, a 21-year-old, beautiful young lady. Uh, and I said to the congregation, sometimes we're put to a trust test in which we've got to trust God even when we are angry at him. Am I right about it? Now, don't y'all sit there like y'all that deep. Try to convince me you ain't never been mad at God. At times in your life, in which you don't understand him, but you're angry at God. But Job declared, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Deacon Clarence Smith, I saw you had to deal with the trust test. I was there with you, man, when you lost your daughter unexpectedly uh, to a heart attack and she lost her life but I saw you and your wife still worship God. Those of you who trust God during hard times know how to worship God no matter what you're going through. Somebody say, here I am, Lord. I'll still worship you. I'll still praise you. No one is exempt. Not even Jesus. Let us turn to this text. 
As we turn to our text, let us examine how Jesus handled what was his wilderness experience. Our text records what is perhaps one of the greatest examples in the Bible of the humanity of Jesus. For it reminds us that although Jesus was divine, although he was the son of God in all of his perfection, he was also a human being. Not only was he God's son, but he was Mary's baby. Somebody here catch that. And, 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 and the part of him that the enemy beat on all the time was the Mary baby's part, that flesh, that human being. Jesus was someone who dealt with all the human challenges that we deal with in our lives today. If you go through it, Jesus went through it. If you had struggles, Jesus had struggles. Somebody said, well, we didn't see that in the Bible. Let me tell you, the Bible only records three years of Jesus' life and not all that happened in those three years. There were 30 years of Jesus' life that we have no recorded scripture. So you don't know what he went through. A whole lot of people see your glory, but they don't know your story. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, See, you went through something before you showed up here on a Sunday morning, all dressed up praising God. Before you can open your mouth and give God a praise, you had to go through something. Some of you went through sickness, hardships, heartaches, lying, people disappointing you, but you know you still give God praise Woo! Uh, look at somebody say there's a story behind this praise <laughs> Woo! you see my praise ah but dr cheryl they don't see your story they don't know what you're going through they don't know what you've been through anybody know thank god for my story I, I'm glad I had a story. I'm glad I have a story. Anybody glad that you got a story? I heard the old church say, this is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. One more time, look at your neighbor and say, this is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. You've got a story. I've got a story. All God's children got a story. Anybody want to praise God? You got 10 seconds just to give God to throw your head back, open your mouth, and shabbat the Lord your God. I feel the anointing up in here. Somebody's about to give God a quick praise over your untold story. 
Some of you got stories nobody know about. No one knows about it. No, not like that. Sometimes you got to give God a public praise over a private story. Tell your neighbor, I can't tell you my story, but I can show you my praise. <laughs> Just know that there's something behind this praise. Let me preach this. Ooh. In this, in this, <laughs> ah. trying to move on. Every time I try to move on, God shows me another page in my story <laughs> listen <laughs> mm. I've already decided that I'm gonna finish this on Tuesday night <laughs> And I'm going to tie it into what he said. So God told me just take my time and do what God has called me to do. The timing of this wilderness experience of Jesus was so significant. And I need to help you out with this. For it did not occur after his garden of Gethsemane. It was not doing the worst time of his life. In fact, his wilderness experience occurred as the text tells us right after he was baptized by his cousin John in the Jordan River. Right after the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. Right after God his Father publicly validated Jesus as his beloved son. What are you saying, Pastor Jackson? I'm saying the timing, somebody say the timing, the timing. The timing reminds us that sometimes our wilderness experiences do not always occur during our weakest or most tragic moments. Sometimes after you've been to the mountaintop, the spirit leads you into the wilderness. Preach, Pastor Jackson. I got to preach this. Because see, here's what I've come to expect. That every, after every mountaintop experience, I know somehow there's a trial and a temptation that's waiting for me in the wilderness. And so the timing of Jesus' wilderness experience was right after his crowning moment. Baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, validated by God, and what happens next? He ends up in the wilderness. <laughs> Can I preach? However, what should stand out to you not only the timing, but what stands out is how 
he ended up there. Because oftentimes we give the devil more credit than what he deserved. May I preach this? The truth of the matter is that the devil did not lead him into the wilderness. Verse 1 of the text says the Holy Spirit led him there. Now the devil met him there, but the Spirit took him there. Sometimes God will send you to a place just so the devil can meet you there. Can I preach to you? So don't think everything you're going through is the devil's fault. No, the devil didn't lead you there. The devil didn't make you do it. Sometimes God says, I allowed you to go through your wilderness experience and for the devil to meet you there for a purpose. There's always a purpose for your experience. There was a purpose for Jesus' wilderness experience. Here's where God shifted me since 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, God said to me after the 8 o'clock service, get your Bibles. I, I need you to add something to this message. I said, Lord, why are you messing me up like this? Can I not just drink my coffee and just, and just read a nice newspaper article? He said, no, I need, I need to show you something. God says, I needed Jesus to go to the wilderness because I had to show the devil that I can still win. I need to preach to somebody. And I said, Lord, where are you going? He said, I'm going to show you. He said, the last time... Satan met some of my people in the wilderness. Satan thought he won. God said, turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 and 18. Amen. New Living Translation. You know the story, but let me set it up. 460 years in bondage in Egypt. God delivers the children of Israel, uh, two million of them. There is some debate about how many, but it is suspected that it was as many as perhaps two million were delivered out of Egypt by the mighty hand of God. Ah, but God, as he did with Jesus, led them into the wilderness. Look at verses 17 and 18 of Exodus chapter 13. This is where God shifted me, Mac. Since this morning, God says in verse 17, when Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road. Sometimes God takes us in a different path for a reason. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's a reason it's so hard in your life. There's a reason you got sick. 
There's a reason you lost your job. There's a reason your family fell apart. God says, sometimes I've got to take you through a different route. Look at the text. Look at the text. In verse 17, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through the Philistine territory, even though it was the shortest route to the promised land. God said that if the people are faced with a battle, uh, they might change their minds and return unto Egypt. Sometimes God got to shift your direction because God knows you ain't ready to deal with the Philistine. Who am I preaching to? Lord, why am I taking this dirt road? Why am I taking this side road? God said, I can't give you the easy road because you can't deal with the pressure that will come on you. You are not ready for it yet. May I preach? Should I preach? So Pastor Lawson, God shifted. How many of you know God has shifted some things in your life? Lord, I thought I'll end up here, but I'm over here. Lord, I thought I'll end up there, but look at where I am now. Somebody say, shift, shift. Somebody say, shift. I think I want to take my time, Regina, and preach this morning. Somebody say, shift. Look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, on your way to the promised land. Get ready for a shift. 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 Let the church say yeah. Let the church say yeah. So here it is. So God said to me, somewhere between 8 o'clock and 11 o'clock, I, 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 I dropped this Luke 4, Jesus in the wilderness, because I wanted Satan to know that I can still win. Verse 18, Exodus Chapter 13, God, children of Israel, God, not the devil. God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness. God led them toward the Red Sea. God knew, I've got to take you around about the way through the wilderness. I'm going to take you to the Red Sea because I'm going to show you how powerful I am. If God would have made it easy, they, they would have somehow thought that they could make it on their own. 
But God said, I've got to take you to, you know, the Red Sea experience. When they got to the Red Sea, they began to panic because Pharaoh's army was behind them. Red Sea was ahead of them. And God said to Moses, Moses, stand still and see the salvation of God. These Egyptians you see today, you will not see again. Stretch out your rod. Somebody say, get ready, get ready. God is about to drown your enemies. God is about to destroy your enemies. But, but, but here's what happened. This is where the text gets to a point where Satan may have thought, I got it going on. You, I'm going to drop something in your spirit. I read something, Elder Conwell, that blew my mind. It said that this whole wilderness experience of the children of Israel, my theologian, Dr. Cheryl Washington, was supposed to be no more than 40 days. Somebody said, I see where you're going, Pastor. But it lasted, Pastor Lawson, 40 years. Why did it last 40 years? Because the children of Israel could not handle their wilderness experience. Everything he tempted Jesus with, he tempted them with. He, Satan, prevailed with them, but he lost with Jesus. When Jesus was hungry, Satan said, turn that brick into bread. And he said, man can't live by bread alone. In the wilderness between Egypt and the promised land, when the children of Israel got hungry, they doubted God. They began to slander Moses. They said, God brought us out here in this dry place and we have no bread to eat. Satan thought he won. Children of Israel got in the wilderness and they made a golden calf. Preach Pastor Jackson. I told the Lord, you ruined my breakfast this morning. Made me work too hard. Uh, They made a golden calf out of the jewelry God gave them that came from the Egyptians. And what did they do in the wilderness with that golden calf? They worship the golden calf. Satan tempted Jesus to worship him in the wilderness, Jesus reminded Satan, I'm not like they were. My Bible says, thou shalt not worship any other God, but the Lord your Can I preach? Every last one of the two million people who left Egypt died in the wilderness except Joshua and Caleb. Even Moses, 
because he had to deal with those hard-headed folk died in the wilderness. Satan thought he won. And the Holy Spirit says, that's why I'm going to send Jesus there. Because Jesus, not like they were. Jesus, unlike the children of Israel, survived the wilderness experience because they relied on their emotions. Jesus relied on the word of God. And you've got to come back Tuesday night and I'll finish that. But look at somebody and say, neighbor, we are coming through this. You will survive this because of the word of God. Look at somebody and say, I'm coming out. I'm coming through. Everything is gonna be all right. Is there anybody under the sound of my voice that know you are coming out of your wilderness experience? Stand to your feet. Give God your best praise and say, I am coming out. Wave your hands at your neighbor. Say, survive. 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 Survive the wilderness. Survive the wilderness. Tell the devil, I am a survivor. Any praisers in here? Any praisers? Any examples? Anybody that God brought you up out? I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out with my hands lifted. I'm coming out with a praise in my mouth. I'm coming out giving God the glory, giving God the praise. Shabbat God. Praise God. Clap those hands. Give God your best praise. Open your mouth and tell the Lord, I am coming out. Come on, by the way. Come on, somebody. Lord, I'm coming out. Could have lost my mind in the wilderness, but I survived. Could have lost my joy in the wilderness, but I survived. Could have lost my peace in the wilderness, but I, but I, any survivors, any survivors, you've got 30 seconds to give God your best I survived dance. Should have died, Barbara. Should have died. Should have lost my mind. But I. Wave at somebody say, I survived. I survived. Woo. Make me want to dance on this one. <laughs> Woo. 
I've got a story. I've got a testimony. My testimony is I survived. Any survivors over here? Any survivors? Do me a favor. Leave your seat. Run down the aisles. Look me in the face and say, Pastor, I survived. some stories up in here. There's some stories up in here. Woo! You survived, baby. You survived. God be the glory. Everybody, open your mouth for God. You survived. I survived. I survived. Survive. I survive. You survive. You survive.
one more time for God be the glory. To God be the glory. Clap those hands, everybody. Listen, there's such an anointing Woo! in this place. I couldn't even get to my three insights. I, I give them to you on Tuesday night. But just look at somebody and say, you are looking at a survivor. I took the devil's best shot and I'm still standing. I took the devil's best shot and I'm still standing. The enemy thought he had you, but you are still. Survive, you survive. Look at somebody and say, you survive, you survive. Look behind you, say, you I know you did. Ah, <laughs> woo! Woo! <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You survive. 
you survived. God took over this service. <laughs> Somebody needed to give God your best praise. You survived. You survived. You may not have everything you desire, but you survived. If you still got joy, if you still got peace, whoo! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Wherever you are right now, whatever you may be going through, if you are here, you are a survivor. <laughs> because if the enemy had his way, you would be in a straitjacket right now. You would be somewhere that you couldn't even recall your name. Woo Am I right about it? But look at you. You've been through all of this and that. And you survived. Woo. I survived. Come on and tell them. Anybody know you survived? Woo. Uh, mm. Close those eyes. Mm. Lord, I survived. Lord, I survived. Ooh. Folk don't know your story. <laughs> Folk don't know your story. Ooh. There was a young couple in church this morning at 8. I told the church this morning at 8, my wife and I and this church family, we were with them when they lost a newborn. It only lived maybe a month or so. I was with them when they lowered that newborn in the ground, tears streaming down their face. And all I could say to them is still find a way to worship. They said to me, Pastor Jackson, we won't stop worshiping. They were back in church after that tragedy, week after week, worshiping God. Several months later, maybe a year or so later, God blessed them. She was pregnant again, gave birth. They stood at the altar this morning with a baby in their arm. And they looked at me and says, we survived. <laughs> they could have lost their minds, could have lost their joy. Whatever your wilderness experiences may have been, stop by to tell you, you too can survive. Ooh. Anybody know I survived? Mm. Close those eyes if you will. If you're here this morning, listen to me. Here is the difference between the children of Israel and Jesus. Jesus had a relationship with the Father. All the children of Israel knew was Egypt. They put their trust in the golden calf. 
but Jesus put his trust in God his Father. And I'm here to tell you that if you're going to survive, if you're going to continue to survive, you can't trust the things of this world. You have to put your trust in God and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and watch God direct your path. After we pray this prayer, maybe there's someone here today and you're saying, Pastor Jackson, I need that relationship with God. I have not made that commitment yet. I come to church, but I haven't gone the next step. I haven't said, Lord, I, I commit my life to you. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean that uh, that, that everything you enjoy in life you can't do. No. God came to give you life more abundantly. It just simply means that God is the head of my life. And I put him first. Close those eyes. Eternal Father, we thank you. We, we bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving me the obedience to listen to you as you instructed me to change this message. Thank you for the comparison between the children of Israel's experience and Jesus' experience. Whew. Jesus, in 40 days, rejected everything the enemy sent his way. The children of Israel, in what should have been a 40-day journey, lasted 40 years because they refused to trust you. Whew. So here we are, Lord. We don't want to wander in the wilderness. We want to survive the wilderness. <laughs> Help us not to get stuck in the wilderness. Help us to come out of the wilderness with a praise and a testimony. Lord, I thank you in advance for the survivors in 2023. <laughs> no matter what they will encounter remind them that they are a survivor they too can survive the wilderness this is our prayer in your name we pray and give god the praise and the church said amen 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 clap up If you want to make that commitment this morning, listen, if you want to join the church, if you want to give God your life, ooh, we'll meet you at the altar right now. Come on. If you want to make that commitment, just stand. Thank you, young ladies. Somebody, somebody come meet her here. Elder Jennifer, God bless you. Amen. 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 I'll talk to you. Anyone else coming right now? Come right now. Okay. I'll talk to you at the church. Somebody else is walking down the aisle. Right there, come on, clap those hands. Anybody else, someone else, wherever you are, now is the time, now, now is the time to come down, come on. Leave your seat wherever you are. Look at this young man, look at God, look at others that are coming. Somebody, I survived. Anybody, Ooh, look at God, come on, anyone else.
Wow. Thank you. Listen to this testimony. Eight years ago, um, 20 years ago on this day, 20 years ago, her daughter died tragically. She was hit by a school bus. Eight years old, lost her life. But this young lady came to the altar and wanted to declare that she is a survivor. Come on, come on, choir. Uh, amen. Thank you. Look at God. I feel like going on. Anybody else want to make that commitment today? Come on, it's not too late. Come on, I feel like, I feel like, go. Though trials, thank you. God bless you, young. Look at the God. Oh. Oh, I feel like I'm Come on, everybody, lift your voices and say, I feel like going on. I feel like going on. I don't know about you. Lift your hands and say, Don't try trials. Don't try us, make up. Don't try us, come on every hand. Though they come on every hand, every, every I hand. I feel like. Oh, oh. One more time. I feel like. Going Everybody on. lift your hands as the choir sings softly. Perhaps you have your $7 vision offering. Come on, lay it at this altar. Lay it at the altar. If you want to put it in an envelope, if you would just see one of our deacons or one of the ushers. Come on, minister, said, I feel like. Yes. Feel like, feel like going forward. I don't know about you, but I, I told God, go try it. Said I feel, said I feel like going on. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like. Said I feel like. Feel like. Said I feel like. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged to go on. I feel like. Feel like going. Whatever you have, come on, lay it at the altar. On every hand. On every hand. Yes, they do. They might come, but I feel, yes, but Lord. I feel, but I feel, but I go on. I'm encouraged to move on. Yes, I do. Yes, I am. One more time, I feel like. I feel like. Feel like gold. Feel like going on. 
are going to get the offering want to let you know what a powerful word from God amen anybody know you survived the wilderness yeah pastor I you saw us talking right after his message I just wanted to be sure he is going to tie this ending of the message into the Tuesday night Bible study for one hour remember what Jesus said amen he didn't have a chance to give his three points. He's going to tie that into Tuesday. So you don't want to miss Tuesday. Amen. You, you want to be right here so you can hear the conclusion of that message. With uplifted hands, don't forget about our sixth day of prayer starting at 6 o'clock for one hour in our memorial chapel today at 6. Let's look to God. Father, we just thank you because we survived the wilderness, God. We thank you, God. It wasn't the devil that sent us to the wilderness, but it was the spirit of the Lord. And just like you sent us there, God, you pulled us out also. And we say thank you for that. God, we thank you for today's service. We thank you for the anointing that's still flowing in this room. Now, God, dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destinations. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, and we'll see you on Tuesday. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call one 776 1238 There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.